What is up today's today crew? I hope y'all are having a phenomenal, phenomenal day. My name is Colton Child. I'm the founder and CEO of the Today's Today movement, here to help you crush your goals more consistently by crushing them on a daily basis. If you like the sound of that, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you take a screenshot that you're listening to this podcast, throw it up on your story, and tag us at TTDTLF, which is also in the description box. If you gain some value from this podcast, make sure to go over to wherever you're listening, leave a five-star rating and review. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, but yeah, we're going to go on and jump right on in to the podcast today. We have got Leanne. Uh, Leanne, go on and say hello and tell us a little bit about who you are. Hi there, I'm Leanne. I'm calling in from the UK and that's where I'm based. And what I do is I help entrepreneurs put in the systems and structure that they need to be able to scale their business without losing their sanity. Because you always come to a certain point in your business growth where you start hitting that ceiling. You've took on a few clients, you're making things happen, you're doing great work, but if you take on any more, then you're going to start dropping those plates that you spin in. So that's where I come in. That's awesome. That's awesome. And honestly, uh, I know that we kind of talked a little bit about this before we hopped on the podcast, but you and I do a lot of similar things because I'm in change management. You help people navigate the chaos of growing and scaling up their business. So we have a lot of things in common. And so for those of you that are listening, you better be taking some notes because we're going to have some really good conversation on this podcast today. So we sure are. Yeah. So Anna's going to be a ton of fun. If you're new to the podcast, we love to laugh here. We love to have fun. Um, so make sure that you are smiling, um, but you're also taking notes. If you're driving, make sure to pay attention to the road and then come back and listen again and take some notes a little bit later. Um, but let's go on and jump right into some of the topics that we're going to talk about. Um, so systems and operations are always some really key aspects to business, especially where in, when they're in that growth phase. Um, how crucial is it to have strategic systems and operations in a business as it's growing, Leanne? It is absolutely crucial because the best entrepreneurs are the ones who get in there, take action. They don't think, they just do. They get stuck in, they reach out to people, they get the posts up, they're always active, always throwing ideas out there, testing, doing, taking action without a whole lot of planning. Because when you do too much planning, you get yourself stuck. So you get all these plans and ideas written out, but you don't get anywhere. So you have to go all in, throw everything at the wall, try things, adapt and move forward. But at a certain point, once you've figured out what's working, you've got the ball rolling, you've got stuff up there. If you don't have the systems and structure and team in place to support you, then you are going to burn out. You're going to hit that wall. You're not going to be able to take on any more. If you do, then it's going to compromise the quality of what you're delivering because there is only so much of you to go around. Yeah. Um, and if, as I say, if you don't have that systems and support, um, a little bit of automation, then it is all on you. You've got all of that pressure, all of those things to do, not enough time to do it. Um, and it's just a recipe for disaster. And that's why you see so many times people um, who are great at getting their business up there, they'll get it up to like six figures plus, 
and then they'll crash and they'll try something else get it up and then crash because they don't have things in place to actually support um that growth and make it sustainable yeah yeah no and it's what it's really kind of funny so here in the local area there was a company um that sold michelada mix um, if you've ever had a Bloody Mary, uh, think the beer version of a Bloody Mary. So there's this mix that you can throw into a beer and it spices it up. It, it's really, really good. Um, but this Michelada company was growing at an insane rate. I mean, they were growing and growing and growing and growing and they were beating all of their competition. They were making millions of dollars. And then one day they just disappear completely disappear and the reason being is because they didn't have the proper systems and operations to handle the growth that they were currently experiencing right they're growing at such a fast rate and like you just said you know they build it up to a certain point and then they crash because they don't have those systems and operations in place so what's a piece of advice um, that you could give like a new entrepreneur, entrepreneur that's scaling up to six figures and wants to put in some systems and operations. What kind of things should they be looking out for? Well, you don't have to do everything all in one go. So no, don't worry not. about it being this monumental task of you need all of the bright, shiny objects, all of the tech, all of the whiz bag funnels. It doesn't have to be this mm -hmm. big overwhelming thing. Just scale it back, roll back, and always be thinking of the outcome that you're looking to create and where you try to relieve pressure. So take one part of your business and run through exactly what happens when. So let's say um, your customer journey. So somebody sees you on Facebook. Okay, what happens then? What do you want them to do next? Are you wanting them to go to a website? Are you gonna want them to join your Facebook group? Okay then what, and then what, and then what. So when you literally just write down, this is what happens now, this is where the bottlenecks are, okay, what can I do to fix that? So it's all about um, making things simple. So I think people get, they think about systems and tech, and the first thought is it's gonna be this monumental task, everything's complex, everything's difficult, it's gonna be a complete pain to actually get it in place but it doesn't have to be. And it's not about diving into the bright, shiny objects that people are putting out and saying, oh, you mm -hmm. should be doing this, you should have this tool, you should have that tool. It's actually grabbing a pen and paper out and thinking, this is what happens, this is what I want to happen, this is what I want more of, and this is the problem that I want to solve. And then look at that thing and thinking, okay, this is what I need to do to get the result that I want then you can figure out which piece of tech that you need, if you need tech, um, to solve that problem. So it's always about the outcome first. No, and, and I definitely agree with that, especially the part of not trying to, one, do everything all at once, and then two, not trying to hop on to everything that's shiny. Um, as entrepreneurs, we're always looking to innovate and to come up with something new and something cool. Um, something that really shakes up the market, but a lot of the time, especially like when I work with people, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well, people love to look at shiny things and they love to hop from shiny thing to shiny thing to shiny thing to shiny thing. 
And then what ends up happening is nothing works and they don't actually grow their business. And they don't create those systems and um, operations. They just end up floundering around or hitting a big plateau and staying in that pl plateau because they're consistently just hopping from shiny thing to shiny thing. Yeah. Or well, another phrase which I always get all the time is, I know that I need things and stuff, but I don't know which things and stuff I need and what to do with them and how to actually put them in place. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about having things and stuff. You don't need all of these things. Yeah. Um, it's always about fixing your needs so that you can best solve your client's needs. Yes. Yep. It's all about what's actually needed to make an impact um, yeah. rather than having stuff for the sake of stuff, tech for the sake of tech. Because the more pieces of the puzzle that you've got, the more things you've got to go wrong. The more yes. complex it is, the more things you need to be paying for. Because think about it, people tend to be told they need this, that and the other. So yeah. then they sign up to this subscription, that subscription. And all of a sudden, they've got hundreds of dollars going out each and every month for all this tech. Half of it, they don't know what it does, what it's used for. Um, <laughs> the rest of it, they haven't got the time for, to use it anyway. Yeah. So it's, like, it's just a cash drain, a yeah. complete black hole. So just have the things that you need and use them well. So if all you have is a mailing list with a simple opt-in, you get people onto your list and you're emailing them a few times a week, then that is brilliant. It's something that you're doing, you're doing consistently, using it well, and it's getting the job done. Then when you're ready, you can get fancier. Yeah. Set in stone. Yeah, no, it, it's one of those things when I talk with my clients, we go over an area called the business development. And in that area, we're looking at these uh, the processes and systems and we're looking at the tech and we're looking at the shiny things and we're looking at, okay, what's a want and what's a need for the business? A want is, okay, yeah, that'd be really cool to have, but is it really needed to really go either grow the business or bring income into the business or to sustain the business? And so we're always going back to those wants versus those needs, and we're really looking at it and creating awareness on that evaluation. Is it a one and it's just a want, or is it a 10 and it's a need? So Yeah. I had to practice that so hard with um, messenger bots when I first heard about them because yeah. I kind of heard about them. I knew they'd be great. I knew that it'd be something that I'd want to play with, do things with, look into. But I knew that if I went down into messenger box, I would be completely drawn in into a black hole of stuff, which for <laughs> me at that time, I didn't need for myself. So yeah. I kind of stayed away, held off for it. Um, didn't I wouldn't look at the website, wouldn't look at any blog posts or anything like that because I knew I would get absolutely sucked in. Mm -hmm. So when um, so I'm a community manager of Coffee with Dan, which has got sixteen thousand entrepreneurs in, and we did a challenge, um, just like a one week challenge called um, Social Savage. And there was a good few hundred people who raised their hands um, to want to be part of it. And I knew at that point, um, tagging everybody on each post for a week, I would, one, it would take me forever. Two, yeah. I'd get banned by Facebook because it's just too many people being tagged. <laughs> <laughs> just, they would never allow that. So yeah. that was a 
perfect opportunity to actually use a bot because it had a purpose. So that was what we did it. it um, so we got people into the bot, sent a message out for each day of the challenge, and that was brilliant. And then obviously the inevitable happened. I went all into messenger bots, um, which was great because now there was a purpose. So then it was looking at, okay, what else can we do? What other experiences can we create for it? So for the paid membership, there's a vault with about 300 hours worth of training on pretty much every topic that an entrepreneur um, needs. So it's adverts, mindset, funnels, social media, tribes, everything yeah. and at that point it was all on the website and people would obviously would have the trainings each week and people would be on for those but then people would need ones um just from different topics which we covered in the past so then they'd have to find it or ask one of us do we have this do we have that so what i did was um went and created a messenger bot that people could go to and ask okay where's the training on tribes, where's the training on Facebook ads, where's the training on writing a book? And the bot would then um, pull the information, give them the link they need um, and deliver that. So say it's creating a bot with a purpose. Yeah. Um, and so that was the next one which I've done. I've done quite a few different bots um, for myself, for Dan, for other people, um, ones with macro calculators. So when for fitness and nutrition people, um, it's a messenger bot where people go to it, they put in their height, their weight, how active they are, and then it tells them um, their calories, how much fat they can have, how much protein they can have, how many carbs they can have. And then it leads to an opt-in for more information, um, or to request a call to um, have a consultation about their diet. So again, it's something which has got a purpose. So those for the um, Fitbo folks, those are great for lead generation because it's something useful for the um, prospect and it brings in leads um, which are highly qualified for them straight to their door. So as I say, I knew I'd go straight into messenger bonds once I had that chance, so I had to completely hold off for it from it um but then when i was unleashed that was it all in so when i'm also a moderator of chatfield's official group which has got god knows how many um thousands of people from around the world um using messenger bots um asking their questions in sport so that's quite an interesting group to manage because it is one where there were people from around the globe a lot of people it's not their first language so um so sometimes you've got to think okay what is the question that's being asked um to provide a bit of support um but yeah it's great that's really awesome and that's so it's really true especially in the world of entrepreneurship like not diving into something until it's time right so the messenger bots they went from one being a want to being a 10 a need for that community and for that challenge and then continuously have grown more and more as a need within the communities that you moderate and that you that you manage and so I think that's really awesome that you were able to make that distinction between, okay, it's not time yet. Okay, now there's a purpose behind it, which moves it up to a 10, which means I need to do this for my business, for it to advance at the proper timing. And honestly, being an entrepreneur, a lot of what we do is all about timing. 
It sure is. Um, it's so easy to um, either dive straight in uh, before things are ready. So people like they'll want to create a Facebook group and make a load of sales. So they think, okay, I'm going to set up my group and I'm going to sell these things to people. And then it's tumbleweeds because they've not done the groundwork. They've not built the relationships. They've not built that small starter tribe to be yeah. able to bring them in. But equally on the other side of the coin, as I mentioned before, there's people who will think and plan and prepare for so long mm-hmm. and never actually properly start anything. Paralysis so, by analysis. Get it done. And whatever idea you've had, you will never be the only person to have that idea. Mm-hmm. So you've just got to go in there, get it done. Um, there will be other people who are doing similar things, thinking similar things. That's great. That's them. They're separate people. Don't worry about if some, you're thinking about something and someone else does it. You're not the only person to ever be doing something. So don't worry about that because there's always people who are going to be doing similar things to you and having that right atmosphere, your personality, your unique um, proposition, your particular audience that you're trying to attract, that is your own thing, completely separate from what anyone else does. So it's like, we've got these things that either we dive in too quickly or we have those other things which hold us back. And it's just getting that right balance of making sure that you've got enough um, of the groundwork done to get going, yeah. but you're not holding back forever doing that groundwork. Yes. Yep. Gotta take that action. And that's one thing that I really, really stress with all of my clients is we create something that I call a DAP, a daily action plan, um, and then a daily accountability plan to make sure that you are doing your daily action plan. Because it's so easy to get caught up in that paralysis by analysis, where you're just planning and planning and planning and prepping and prepping and prepping, and then you never actually take any directed action to launching anything. For sure. And the funny thing is, is um, businesses work best when there are both sides of that coin. So you've got the people who plan and the people who do. Um, When they are together, that is when magic happens. Yes. Because you've got that spark, that energy and that drive, as well as that that meticulous um, ongoing, getting it done, putting it in place, making sure everything's working and continuing along. So it's that um, perfect balance, which can really drive things forward once you're at a certain point. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. So if somebody, let's say they wanted to get into Messenger bots and let's say it was the right time for their group or their business, uh, it's at a 10 and it's a need for them to continue to grow, how would you recommend them going about getting into Messenger bots or really getting into any kind of new tech? Well, the first thing you want to be doing is thinking about what is the experience that you're wanting to create um, because that is always for any marketing you do any um delivery of your products follow up everything like that it's all about creating an experience yes um because if you're not creating an experience then everything's disjointed people aren't getting what they need they're not getting the information that they need they're not getting um driven forward and motivated to take action so it's all about threading together an experience 
um, that moves people along towards the results that they want to get, as well as taking them to what, through what you want them to go through. So it's um, marrying it, those things up of, okay, <laughs> what do we want and what do what they want? Are they a fit? How do we move this forward? So whether you are getting people onto your email list, into a group, into a bot, um, onto a webinar, you are looking at, okay, these are the people who I want to attract. This is where they're at in life. This is what they need. And this is actually what they want because yeah. the want and the need can be separate things. And um, everything that you do is looking at moving people forward to taking action. And for them to take action, there is what I call the action line. So they need a certain amount of know, like, and trust in you. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only thing. They also need to understand their problem and believe in the solution. And it needs to be enough of a priority. Because yes. if those three things, now it doesn't matter the balance of it. So some people, they can really, really like you. Um, and it's a big priority for them getting the solution. But they don't really, they're not too sure about, is this going to quite do it? If the priority of it is enough and how much they know and trust you is enough, then that will be enough to move them to action. Equally, if they don't really know you because they've only recently met you, but they understand the problem, they've heard about different solutions and that's kind of what you're offering and it's a high priority, again, that will be enough for them to take action. So what you're looking for is enough points along those um, three pillars to reach them past the action line and everything that you do so every word that you write videos that you produce experiences that you create theories they're all about building up those three factors so getting them to know like and trust you more um believe in their pro in their understanding of their solution i'm getting this tied up now understanding their problem and belief in the solution um and how much of a priority it is for them to take action now. So that's why um, urgency is always a huge thing, particularly yes. around about that call to action. Um, so everything you do is looking at how you can raise those three factors. Um, so one of the key things is fully un- being aware of exactly the thoughts, feelings, and emotions of your audience because everybody, they act and do things mostly with emotion and the logic side of things is there as a simple quick check-in does this make sense is it safe is it a good fit is it right yeah but without that emotion you got nothing so you want to be looking at um obviously you're raising those three factors so you're going to want to be looking at talking about um your experience your story what's led to you um being to where you are um but equally you want to be looking at them and okay this is their history this is their current situation this is their desired future and this is what their future will be if they don't take the action mm-hmm. um you want to be looking at the things that they love so the things that um make them feel proud about themselves and the things that make them feel shame you wouldn't be looking at the problem that they've got 
the myths that are out there in your um, industry, what's stopping them from getting the results they're looking for, and um, anything internal. So you're going to have these external factors as well as the internal factors. And what you want to be doing is looking at how you can communicate those things, all those different areas, um, through your marketing experience and fit it all together. So if you're looking at getting a new piece of tech, you've got to look at, okay, this is the experience that I want to create. This is where it's going to fit in. So does it make sense for me to be doing webinars now? If so, when, where in the journey would that make sense? Because yeah. people aren't going to just dive in and spend an hour of their time with you right off the bat without really knowing much about their problem, not really caring too much. That a webinar is for a certain stage. So people, they'll either know you and they'll love you and they'll want to hear more from you, or it's a really huge problem that they understand and they want to invest that time um, in getting it done. Equally, if it's something that's just a little investment of their time and attention, then that is a much easier um, sell. So you can bring them through those easy little low-hanging fruit actions um, through the experience into something deeper, such as a, um, say, spending an hour with you on a webinar, going to a live in-person event, um, so anything that takes more, then you've got to have enough of that no like and trust belief and yeah. priority to get them to act. And one thing that you've got to be doing is getting everything working together because people operate on different mediums, people see you in different places and it all works together to drive things forward. And you never want to be relying on just one source or yes. platform or anything like that. That is the most risky thing that you can do because then it's all left in the hands of someone else. So you are, you're literally playing in their sandpit and if they say, okay, you can't play anymore, then what? If all of your leads come from Facebook and they decide, okay, we don't want people in this industry um, promoting anymore, then what are you going to do? Yeah. Yes, to a degree, you can tell, you can get the word out to a few people, um, like in your friends list, and hopefully the word will spread from them sharing and stuff, and try and move them somewhere else. But that is, it's going to tank a whole chunk of your income if they say you can't do that anymore, and that is the yeah. only place that you're at. So you do want to be on a few different platforms, and you always want to have an email list. Now, one thing with the email list that people forget is to back it up. You've got to regularly, once a month, schedule it in your calendar to download a copy of your email list, just in case, because you don't know if something happens to your email platform and then your list's gone. Yeah. So it's like you've got to back up that backup because email isn't the be-all, end-all, only place that you can market from. And the, obviously, things can always change, whatever you're at. I mean, as was it last year? I can't remember if it was two years ago now. No, it was just <laughs> one year ago. GDPR in um, the EU that caused a whole heap of problems for people um, with their email marketing. And to be honest, half of those problems, that panic and that fear, 
was completely unnecessary and that was down to word of mouth spreading bad advice. So with it, it basically meant that people would need to have given their permission to be marketed to and it needed to be a specific um, opt-in of it being clear that they had given permission. If they'd done that and they knew that they were going to get marketed to, then you're fine, you've got the confirmed opt-in and you're all good to go. Everybody thought that um, anybody who'd been added to a list, they couldn't be emailed anymore, let's burn all the lists, delete everything, panic everywhere, start from scratch. And that simply wasn't the case. So you really have to be careful of where you're getting your information from because mm. so, so often people can sound legit. They can sound like they know exactly what they're talking about, that they're sharing all the right stats, right information, um, right rules. And quite frankly, half of them are clueless because it is a game of Chinese whispers. Yeah. So somebody will say something, they'll have a bit of panic, and then that spreads out because negative stuff spreads faster. So panic, fear, those sorts of things, they get us to talk and take action. If everyone was to say, oh yeah, there's this thing happening, but it's all okay, let's not worry about it, then nobody would talk about it. The panic spreads, the rumours spread, and then everybody goes into a complete meltdown. Um, and because it sounds believable. Yeah. So always check the source of the information. So if it, um, you start seeing a few people talk about a big change coming up in Facebook, then okay, that's great. Do that groundwork and just give it that one final check yourself by going mm -hmm. directly to Facebook page and just read through the actual information being given out because people mean well and they're trying to help, but if they've got it wrong, then it just causes complete unnecessary panic. Yes. Or it leads people to um, make mistakes which get them caught out. So there are big changes happening with Messenger bots, which is shifting what is gonna be allowed for them. Mm -hmm. um, basically, what's happened is they were never a marketing tool. It was always a tool for service, first and foremost. So Facebook brought out these messenger bots so that people could get information they need, um, get things like ticket information. There was um, some sales allowed, um, but obviously that was just minimal and it was part of the experience so people would have a conversation and it would lead somewhere. But then obviously marketers got involved, they did their thing, they turned <laughs> it into the Wild West and even knowing that there are rules, um, was a 24 plus one rule which meant that somebody had to have interacted with the bot within 24 hours um, for you to be able to send out a purely promotional message so if they um, contacted the bot and you responded with a promotional message that's fine if you broadcasted one out then it would only go out to the people who had interacted within 24 hours that was how it was supposed to be but the marketers did their thing blasted messages out left right and center used it like it was um pretty much like an email list so yeah. you've got all these spammy bots which are constantly sending out these promotional messages and people hated them and now facebook are really restricting what you can send 
um, when you can send it and making people actually get specific permission to do so. So, and that's just because, I mean, this is something I've been warning about for two years now because I saw it coming a mile away. If it's going to be abused, it isn't going to last. And January is when everything tightens right up. Mm-hmm. So obviously they can still be used for lead generation and things like that. You can still broadcast, but you're going to need to get the permission to do the broadcasting and any pictures, promotional stuff that has to be part of a conversation with the bot. So people need to be coming into it, talk, like sending a few messages and then it leads to the sale rather than just being able to blast messages out left right and centre to whoever's um, on the list. You've got to follow the rules of the platform that you're using. Otherwise, you really are at risk. I mean, I've heard of people building their bots up and having like 800,000 people in them and losing access to be able to message them. Wow. Because they're just spammed. Yeah. And And that's never a good idea in general to spam on any kind of platform or doing in any kind of marketing. Nobody likes to be spammed. It's like the email list that message you or email you like three times a day. It's like... Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's with email, you should be emailing quite frequently, but it needs to have some value, personality, yeah. conversation, be something worth reading. Yeah. Because you want people to see your name in their inbox and think, oh, great. What's this? What have they got for me? What's what they got to say? It's okay to sell and yeah. sell plenty. I and mean, email is a great place. Um, for sales but first you've got to be building that reputation up so yes by all means sell away but ensure that you're delivering the value that you've got something worth reading Um, because people will absolutely love it if you're sending the right things to them Mm -hmm. and one thing people can worry about a little bit too much is am I being spammy which the ironic thing with that is the people who worry about being spammy are the ones who have got the least to worry about because they hardly ever email out at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, saying, oh, should I send emails out monthly or fortnightly? And they're thinking, oh no, week- weekly, oh, that's loads. Can't do weekly. It's like, no, you've got to be doing weekly or a couple of times a week because yeah. you've be seen. You need to have that familiarity so they know who you are. You're building up that reputation. You're delivering value and they recognize you. And you read everything that you put out. So you see every tweet, every post, every live, every email. They don't. They only see what comes into their feed and what they notice in their inbox. So whilst you're thinking, oh my God, is this too much? They've only seen a fraction of it. And if you (laughs) email... I'd say people in general, on average, they'll probably read every third email, just as an average. So if you email fortnightly and they read every third email, they'll hear from you once every six or eight weeks. By that point, they've forgotten who you are, what Mm. you're about, how they, you even got their email anyway. (laughs) Okay. Who is this person who's come into my inbox? I've got no idea who they are. They're trying to sell me stuff. How did they even get my email? So you've got to have that frequency, that familiarity, that relationship and reputation being built all the time. 
So you do need to be getting out there on a consistent basis, consistently um, creating content on all the platforms that you're on. So you don't have to be on every platform. Yeah. You need to be consistent on the ones that you choose to be on. So um, like if you've got a Facebook group, a Facebook group is pretty much a full-time job. You do have to be in your group every day you want to be posting every day and at the start as you're starting to grow it you need to be engaging with everybody so every comment and the things that you um post you need to be responding to that yeah every post that someone puts up in your group you need to be responding to that those people have given you their time and attention so you need to give a little bit back to them and acknowledge you need to show them um, the value of it. Keep continuing. Now, once your group has grown to thousands and thousands of people, there's tons of activity, then yes, you need to be still showing up um, consistently every single day in there, or at least something. Um, and you are going to want to be responding to um, quite a lot. But you, by that point, you're also going to want to have a team on board who can also... Um, help moderate and respond to things so you never want to leave a post untouched yeah. because that's the worst thing if you if you post in a group and then mm, there's just crickets yeah. it's like, <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't feel good and that's not quite kind of experience that you want to be, um, be able to have and sometimes people will post things which are hardest to respond to so it, so it takes a bit of um, thinking just because Either they'll do something that's possibly it's only applicable to a certain fraction of the group, so it won't get responses because quite a lot of people think, okay, I can't help that. I don't, I don't know anything about that, so that's followed by. Or um, it'll be quite long and people won't get a chance to have read it properly, or it'll be quite so short and simple that there isn't really anything much to add to it but yeah. you as a group owner you need to be making sure that you and whatever team you have are engaging with everything um particularly those more trickier posts to respond to because there's nothing worse than having a post that you put up there and you get no response yeah no it, it's very very true so and that's one of those things like even like with the groups that like i manage in the groups that i have like i try and get in there as literally often as possible um i'm also one of those people that like respond scary fast because um if i'm not at my laptop working on zoom calls or in meetings i'm either on my phone or on my laptop in the community reaching out to people sending out messages responding to things and so like when people text me this is always really funny i respond back so quickly it sometimes like scares people like they'll be <laughs> like wait i literally just sent this text and then you sent me an entire paragraph like two seconds later like i haven't even put my phone down or clicked out of it yet and you've already responded and I'm like yep that's how good I am <laughs> yeah, yeah. well there so. have been times I've caught myself on Facebook on the computer with it in my hand on my phone at the yeah. same time I was like okay <laughs> maybe that's exactly yeah no then, yep I literally do the exact same thing <laughs> then I am um, I'm left-handed but I'll do like things like using a mouse with my right hand so yeah. I didn't What's natural to me is I'll be on the computer, use my mouth yeah. and right hand, and I'll be writing stuff down with my left hand at the same time. And that is completely natural to me. That's awesome. <laughs> so everybody yeah. else, 
because it's just usually it's always set up with the computer with the mouse on the right. Yeah. Everyone else, they're using their mouse and then they have to stop to write something down. I didn't even register that that was odd until um, recently. But yeah, I will literally, computer in one hand, pen and paper in the other, everything going on at once. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. So in closing though, because we're, we're coming up on some, um, some time and you have offered out so much amazing, amazing value. For those of you that are listening to this podcast, if you haven't taken notes, you better be putting this thing on replay until you either learn it word for word or you go and you take some notes the next time that you take a listen to this. Um, but what is one piece of advice that you could offer out to the entrepreneurs and the people that are listening to this podcast to help them crush their goals on a more consistent basis? Get some systems in place is always going to be the advice from me on that one. Um, yeah. When you've got some systems, a little bit of automation in the right way, then it's going to help you deliver consistently. It's going to free up your time free up your mental capacity um, and it doesn't have to be robotic and take anything away from the quality of the work and the experience that you deliver. It's all about um, like baking a bigger pie is um, what I said on a post in LinkedIn today. So there's only so much of you to go around, but with a little bit of systems, a bit of automation, just working through the process of what happens naturally and finding ways that you can make it simpler, faster, more effective, hands-off. You can essentially bake a bigger pie so that more people can get a slice of the good stuff that you've got to offer. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And I bake cakes. So I'm going to take that and like transform it into cakes. But that's awesome. <laughs> so... <laughs> But yeah, so thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, Leanne, thank you so much for being on this podcast. It was an absolute blast. I've taken some notes myself. Um, I am super, super excited for, you know, the continued relationship and the continued connection that we're going to have um, because I know that that's going to just turn into something super cool and awesome. Um, but for those of you that are listening, make sure that you've hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you've shared this with a friend and make sure that you've gone out and you've, le you've left a five-star rate and review um, for this podcast because you know that this is bringing some amazing value. What Leanne just dropped for us was an immense amount of value uh, and we do that on every single podcast. If this is your first podcast that you've ever listened on my channel, make sure you go check out the other ones. Um, I I think this is going on podcast number 30 or something like that. So we've got some pretty good um, amount of value for you. We love each and every single one of y'all. We hope that y'all have a phenomenal, phenomenal day. Uh, and we're looking forward to talking with y'all soon. Have a good one.